Welcome to the Business Law Podcast, the podcast where we demystify the law. Jonathan Fleischer is your host, and in each episode, we will unravel legal complexities and delve into intriguing topics that directly impact your business, from contract essentials to litigation strategies and everything in between. Join us to explore the fascinating intersection of law and entrepreneurship. So tune in for expert insights and captivating discussions that make the legal side of business not just understandable, but actually interesting. Let's dive in. This podcast is not intended as legal advice. Seek legal counsel for all legal issues. Morning, everybody, and welcome to another week of getting all your business legal questions answered. All right, now let's get started. This week's question is, um, what can I do to protect myself when firing a difficult employee? And as always, um, let's start first with the concepts. Let's go through the basic ground rules for employment in America and in New Jersey. And then once we've got the concepts, um, understanding the application and how it applies to difficult employees will be a lot easier. So we know that in America, generally, employment is at will, right? And what that means is that if I have an employee, I want to fire them for any reason or no reason at all, just because I'm a jerk and I like to fire people, I can fire them. And there's no law that says I can't. In America, um, employment is at will. You can contrast that with some other countries where um, there are laws protecting employees where they can't just be fired. There has to be either specific reasons or specific ways you can fire them, certain amount of severance that you're required to give them. None of that applies in America, unless, of course, we'll see some of the exceptions. All right, so let's get into um, what are the exceptions to this rule of employment at will, right? Because if employment at will was always the rule, then we'd never have to worry about firing anybody. There would never be lawsuits. There wouldn't be employment lawyers. So what's this all about? And the answer is that there are certain protected classes, right? And that means that you're not allowed to take any kind of uh, negative employment action against somebody because of the fact that they are in one of these classes. So what are the classes? Of course, those are race, color, religion, gender. Gender is uh, pretty broad and inclusive. It doesn't just include person's actual gender. It can be gender-related issues, so pregnancy, gender identity, um, sexual orientation, national origin, age, disability is a big one, um, which we will get into. All right, so if somebody wants to fire somebody because the person has um, a bad stutter and it gets on the boss's nerves, okay, and um, let's assume for purposes of this conversation that that is a recognized disability, that would be illegal to fire somebody because of that. Um, Or if somebody looks different because they have a disability and the boss doesn't like that, and decides he wants to fire the person because it's getting on his nerves, again, that's a protected disability. If somebody doesn't like the color of somebody's skin and fires them because of it, that, of course, is prohibited by law. And in all those kinds of cases, if somebody's fired for a protected reason, meaning they weren't just fired for no reason at all, they were fired for a reason which is illegal, that is where you're going to have employment lawsuits. So that is one kind of uh, firing an employee that's not allowed, and uh, that is what gives rise to many of the lawsuits that lawyers deal with. 
All right, now there's an entire another um, set of reasons why an employee would not allow it to be fired, and that's not a protected class. Rather, those are where the employee engaged in certain protected actions. So, for instance, one example is, let's say, there are whistleblower statutes, federal, state, um, but there are whistleblower statutes, which means, let's say I'm an employee at a business, and I think there's something illegal going on, right? I, I um, Boss tells me here, put in this charge as you know, X, Y, Z, and really I know it's a personal charge, and I see the boss doing this all the time, and so I know that my boss is cheating on his taxes, right? And I tell the boss, uh, I'm not going to do that, right? That's cheating. Uh, this is illegal. You can go to jail. I can go to jail, um, and I'm not going to do it, right? And let's say the boss then says to me, that's fine. You don't have to do it, but I need an employee who is willing to do what I say, and so you're fired. Can the boss do that? No. Right. That's whistleblower statutes. If you stood up to your employer because um, you blew the whistle and you said, hey, this is illegal, this is not allowed and you were fired because of it or you were demoted or you didn't get a promotion that you should have been entitled to any kind of adverse employment action that was based upon uh, a protected action that you took, such as whistleblowing, um, that is protected. And this is another basis that gives rise to a lot of employment lawsuits. Another example of a protected action uh, is, let's say, a person complains in the workplace about sexual harassment, right? This is also a very, very common one um, that gives rise to a lot of employment lawsuits. So let's say a woman comes and she says, hey, this other employee is uh, making inappropriate comments to me. She goes to the HR department and says so, and let's say the person who is making the inappropriate comments to her, uh, let's say is a higher up in the company. Um, a month later, uh, everybody's getting reviews and uh, they go to this woman who complained and they say, hey, you've been very difficult to deal with in the office and now uh, we're going to let you go. You're fired. All right. And she looks back. She says, look, I never got into fights with anybody. I did my work. Clearly, this is only because I stood up to this manager. Um, that, of course, is a basis for a retaliation claim, right? So if a person uh, makes a complaint about sexual harassment and then the company retaliates against her, again, this is a case where she can bring a lawsuit. She can sue the company. Um, this, of course, is a very common one. There are lots of protected actions. There are a lot, a lot, a lot more details here. Um, but this is the basic picture, right? That there are protected groups. There are protected actions. Um, there's a lot of kind of middle ground here where there's um, requirements to accommodate because even within protected groups, um, there, of course, will be exceptions. So, for instance, if someone has a disability, let's say a person can't walk. Right. And I'm looking to hire someone for my basketball team. Obviously, um, that's not discrimination against the person who can't walk. They just can't absolutely cannot do the job that I'm asking them to do. And so um, even though there is a disability, if it's impossible for them to do the job that I need them to do, of course, I'm not required to hire them. But you are required in most cases to make reasonable accommodations if possible. So if let's say uh, you've got several positions open and then uh, an, uh, an employee becomes disabled 
um, and they can't walk around and do one job anymore, but you've got a desk job open, you may be required to give them the desk job unless there's a specific reason why they can't do that. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of, there's, there's a lot of gray area as to what's considered reasonable accommodation. When are you required? When are you not required? But these are the basic concepts. All right. Employment is at will unless there's either a protected class or a protected some other sort of protection by law, which would not allow you to fire the employee. All right. Now let's get down to a practical sense. Now that we know the concepts, how does this play out in real life? Well, the way this plays out in real life, there's kind of two scenarios. One is where a company actually did do something illegal, right? So let's say there was a whistleblower that called out something that he reasonably thought was illegal and he was fired because of it. Or let's say a company decides that they don't like uh, people with certain skin color or people of a certain national origin. And so they refuse to hire them or they fire somebody or they don't give him a promotion uh, that he should have gotten. Again, all those things, there will be lawsuits if if a company actually violates these laws. And it's uh, often a question of mitigating damages rather than um, trying to get the lawsuit thrown out. It's a question of trying to settle it for as little as possible. A lot of times it boils down to damages. And sometimes it can be as simple as just giving the person their job back. But the more common case is where the company actually did not do anything illegal, but the employee can try and make the case that they did. An example I see a lot is in blue-collar industries. Um, very often, uh, let's call it, there's less professionalism uh, between um, between different employees, right? So people will joke around more. Uh, sometimes the jokes will be more crude as opposed to, let's say, in an office setting where there's sort of a higher expectation of always speaking and acting in a more professional way, right? So suppose you've got somebody in a blue collar worker and people joke around. There's people of different national origins, colors, and people will make jokes to each other. And sometimes people will make racial jokes to each other. Now I'm not getting into should you, should you not? Some people care, some people don't, but let's say that was what was happening. And it went around. Nobody really cared. Uh, this was just, you know, guys on a work site joking around with each other. Nobody cared. And then one day, one of the employees gets fired. Now the employee comes back and says, hey, I was fired because of my skin color, right? And to prove it to you, I'm going to show you all these terrible things that were said to me throughout my job here. And the company never did anything about it. And so... Uh, that shows that the company was always discriminating against me because of my skin color or my race. And so now I want to sue the company, right? And now, of course, the company didn't fire him because of his skin color or race, right? He got fired for whatever reason he got fired. Let's say poor job performance, but he has enough facts to make a case and to drag this through the court and to cost the employer a lot of money and to put this in front of a jury potentially and a jury may not look favorably at an employer uh, who allowed, let's say, racial jokes to go on at the job site, right? So even though technically the employer didn't fire this guy because of anything that was race-related, um, this guy can still make the case that the employer did. And so that will end up costing an employer a lot of money, right? And this comes up in a lot of cases 
um, comes up with sexual harassment claims. It comes up with uh, religious claims. There are, if anyone can try and show uh, any kind of any kind of uh, uh, relationship between one of these protected classes or one of these protected actions and the reason they were fired, they can bring a lawsuit, whether it's true or not. They can bring the lawsuit. They can drag it through court because ultimately they have the right to put it in front of a jury. And of course, that puts the employer at risk. So what do employers usually do once these cases come? They'll usually try and settle it because once you go in front of a jury, um, you're always taking the risk that a jury will just rule against you. Juries are unpredictable that way. Uh, and so employers tend to just try and settle these cases, often at very high costs. So what can an employer do to protect themselves, right? Which was the question that we started out with. What do you do to protect yourself? And the number one answer is keep employment records. This is the number one thing that most businesses can do to, to protect themselves is keep records of job performances. So if it means weekly, biweekly, monthly, whatever it is, if you can keep records of performances and keep records of issues with job performance uh, for all employees, this way one day when somebody shows up and says, hey, I was fired because of X, Y, Z, you could say, no, look here, we keep records of all employees' job performances. These were the issues with your employment. We have policies in place for how long we'll allow certain things to go on for. You violated our policies or you didn't meet certain uh, certain thresholds with your job performance. And so that's why you're being fired, right? And if you have the documentation that tilts the scales a lot in your favor, uh, ultimately, the lawyer on the other side who's representing the employee knows that if this goes in front of a jury, the fact that you are always on top of uh, keeping records for your employees and you have clear records showing what this guy did wrong, um, that will ultimately uh, be very persuasive to a jury. And so a lawyer representing the employee is much likely, much more likely to settle for a smaller amount. <clears throat> All right. So that's uh, the most basic thing that businesses can do up front. Um, now, what, what if a business doesn't do that, right? It's you know, a lot of businesses don't keep employment records for all their employees. It's a pain. What are you writing on a regular basis anyways? Um, so what happens if now you've got an employee, been working for the business for a year, he's just making a lot of trouble, um, and you really want to fire him, but you know that he's going to continue making trouble from the grave. He's going to come back and sue you and say that you fired him because uh, something stupid, right? Something stupid, though, that's protected by law. So what do you do now? And the answer is basically the same. You need to start producing a record as soon as possible of why the employee is getting fired. So if the employee stole money, right, you can send an email to, uh, let's say, within company staff or and or to the employee saying, this money is gone missing, you are suspected of stealing it, we are conducting an internal investigation, and if we find that you did steal the money, you're going to be, uh, your, your, your job is going to be terminated. Then you can give them a chance to explain it, um, and if it doesn't pass muster, then you can fire him. And it's pretty clear, right? Now, is it possible that a jury will say that was just a made-up reason? It's possible. But if you can show that there was an investigation done as to how the money disappeared, uh, 
you told him right away that you were doing an investigation <clears throat> and then he was fired. Uh, a jury is pretty likely to buy that. And so, uh, again, the attorney on the other end will know that they don't stand a very good chance and they're likely to settle for a much lower number. All right. And that's, that's the basic gist of it. If you, you always want to look down the line, uh, as to what would happen potentially if your situation got in front of a jury, what are the chances that you'll be able to convince the jury that the employee was fired for a permissible reason versus what are the chances that the employee will be able to convince the jury that they were fired for an impermissible reason? What you want to do on the front end is have as much of a record as possible to be able to show a jury or a judge um, that the employee was fired for a permissible reason. And this way, either lawyers won't pick up the case in the first place. And if they do, uh, they won't see it as a likely winning case. And so they'll be much more likely to settle the case for less money. I recently did a case where uh, an employee was fired for poor performance and he came back and sued for a silly reason. He said uh, that he was fired for religious reasons, um, sued for over $200,000. Um, ultimately, we did have the records in place um, to show good reason why he was fired and we settled the case for under $10,000. So again, you see, you know, an a lawyer can walk into a case thinking it's a $200,000 case, uh, but then once you show them that you have records and you'll be able to show why this person was actually fired, at that point, the lawyer says, look, this case isn't really going to go anywhere. I'm just going to settle it. So that's the best way to protect your business. All right. hope you all found this uh, insightful and interesting and hope to see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Business Law Podcast, a podcast produced and edited by Elemento Productions. That's E-L-I-M-E-N-O Productions.com. Hold up. 